What's going on, guys? Roma the Roamer here. Welcome to my podcast. In my podcast, I will be speaking with people about how they built their businesses. I'll be dissecting their businesses, and I'll also just bring on guests that interest me in general. So anybody who is interesting to me, I'm going to bring on here. I'm just going to have conversations with them. So if you guys are interested in that, be sure to subscribe to my podcast. I'm also on Instagram, YouTube. I have a Facebook group called Roma the Roamer Seller Community. I'm all over the place. I'm on TikTok. Let's get into this, guys. I'm super excited to get this podcast going. Much love. Hope you enjoy. Grind hard. Well done, sir. And welcome to the freaking well show. What's going on, guys? Roma the Roamer here. I'm here with Ryan. Let's do a sound check real quick. You hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. Great. We're good to go. Ryan has already sold $1,000 on Amazon. This is his first month selling. It's day 30 now. And... Are you at a thousand? You were just telling me before the live stream you were getting close with refunds and stuff. Yeah, I had like a nine dollar whatever refund earlier, which is like my it was my first. Um, so I was like, what the hell? I went back down, and uh, but then I had something sell like two hours ago or whatnot. So it's like one thousand twelve or then change or something. Gotcha. So how'd you get to a thousand in sales? Like literally 30 days ago was when you first heard about selling books on Amazon. You probably watched one of Rakin's videos or something or how that uh, happened. No, I, well, I mean, I watched both you guys, but before I dove into it, I like, I don't know where it is. I was looking for it earlier. Um, I think it's in the car, but a notebook and notes of, uh, I didn't want to go out there. Like when I first started flipping stuff, Thank you, Reagan, for having me buying meaningless stuffed animals and shit. But uh, <laughs> um, fucking stuffed animals. What the fuck are you supposed to do with those? <laughs> he said they're profitable, man. But uh, <laughs> but I actually was like, I'm gonna do some research, and that's when I literally, when I said I fell asleep listening to the videos, um, instead of like TV on in the background, I would have YouTube. I have the subscription where you can turn your phone screen yeah, off and 100 worth it uh, oh yeah and uh so once i felt i mean i knew i was gonna make mistakes but i was like you just gotta go do it and that's when i saw you know like i didn't know much about fba but i knew it was the only way to go um just simply because i see merchant build as a literally ebay just I feel like it's more complicated and messy yeah. when the customer is pissed. Um, so I just went out and did it. And the, I mean, I think a lot of people probably struggle with actually just getting up and going and doing it. I think yeah. educa educating yourself and, you know, listening to videos and watching like no disrespect to Reezy resales, but like his videos are great monotonous like i learned a lot but like mm -hmm. all book videos watching just scam 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 you know what i mean like they're 15 minutes long they're not the greatest but you got to soak it in and that's where i learned kind of all right now i'm gonna go in i gotta figure out what you know first i started with all right I started going in and I'm like, I'm, why am I being picky? I should be scanning just everything. And which is how I found that $250 like first edition, uh, fuck, um, 
Sesame Street book or whatever. Um, But I just went and did it. And I, you mentioned an idea of before with the, uh, you know, a challenge you were thinking about and gathering a certain amount of books before you send them in. Right. Uh, We can come back to that. I actually, changed my I think initially I said my stance on that was like because at the time I was sending everything in the next day gotcha. I think I think that was a mistake but gotcha. uh but what got me into it was like the opportunity and like flipping is it you know it's just it gets old you know what I mean like flipping stuff's cool but the books is like it's just a different it, they're never gonna go away yeah, you know what I mean. Like, and, and, and they're they're small objects that you, it's scalable in the sense that you can gather a lot of these small objects. You can put systems in place to have the small objects listed on Amazon, and it doesn't take a. You don't have to de- develop an eye for the books. You have an yeah. app that tells you is this book profitable or not, and then you get some. You can get someone else to go and scan for you. You can get, we were just talking about this before the live stream. You can get, you know, people from their houses to scan the books, put the books in a box, put it on their front porch. You can drive around your neighborhood, pick up all the books. Everybody has them. They're everywhere. People are going to keep reading. doesn't seem like there's a decrease in book sales anytime soon. And no. It's coronavirus right now, the time we're shooting this video. So who knows? Maybe people will stop reading books, but uh, I don't, I don't think so. I don't think, I mean, if you think about it, like, if you Google or anyone look up right now, the most successful people, like the traits that they all do, they all read. You know what I mean? Like that goes back forever. I don't think they're ever going to go away. Um, and it, you know, when you first get into it, like, and you look at Seller Central and everything, it like, it looks like holy hell. Um, but I think you know, I was one of those guys that at first I didn't watch the Southern University that much. It does help. It, re- you know, breaks stuff the, down. The what? University? Like, yeah, because, like, when you first see Seller, like, it literally, you're like, holy hell. And before you know it, you're going back to YouTube to figure out how to ship shit. Um, but the there's so many things that they make it so simple at such a cheap price. Like, literally eight bucks and 49 pounds to... You know, mine's not that far away, but it was like when I first went there, I'm like eight dollars. Like, it's a heavy ass box. Um, but you know, I went in there. I just started scanning everything. Um, the first was, I mean, the first mistake I made was remember when I told you that I didn't even know that I was on your Instagram like post, not your story, uh, but a guy locally messaged me about it. Um, who I already before I even got in contact with you, he knew about you. He's from PA also. And I saw he posted books and I found out he's a reseller. Um, and he's just getting rid of boxes of garbage. And, uh, so he, fuck was I going with that? Um, I just lost my train of thought there. He, did is he, he wasn't an Amazon seller or what he wasn't? Oh, he, no, like I, I saw his post, like boxes, like huge boxes of books, 10 bucks. Then I realized that he was reselling. Um, and then he texted me one day and he's like, he messes me on Facebook and he's like, Hey, you're on Romer's page. And I'm like, fuck out of here. Stop it. <laughs> and I looked through the story and I don't see it. And then I, uh, 
Hey, there's the book flipper. Um, he said he can't find a link. Um, but uh, book flipper, man, Caleb. He's looking for a link. I, I told him to come chirp in the comments. It's it's interesting. It, for some reason, it's letting me watch it on my YouTube. Like I just typed it in and I see it, but it, it says set reminder. It's like, I don't see anyone coming in. It says one person's watching and it's me. <laughs> I'm the one person that's watching. I don't know why it's not going live. Is it, it says do I'm, I need to have like a count or something or? No, this didn't happen. I literally just, you're about to view a broadcast on YouTube. It says, I don't know why this is happening. Oh no, we're look. Look, I can literally see us. Like we're. No, yeah, it's weird. It's just like it's not. It's not notifying people for some reason. Look, look, I can literally see us. I can hear right it. Now, yeah. It's weird. It's just like it's not. Um, but basically, um, he. <laughs> the first mistake I made was uh, I didn't know of Scout IQ at first, and. I asked his, like, I didn't want to reach out to you yet. And I told him, uh, basically fucking, uh, what do you use? And at the time I found profit bandit, like it's slower, but I like the way it looked. Um, and I misread what he said to me and I thought he said scoutly. Mm. So I was like, all right, I'm going to try, I'm going to try them all out. I hated that. And then scout iq um with a little tinkering of caleb's backswing which he's very proud you know i did i fixed uh, helping him with his golf swing um <laughs> and he's a great guy he's been awesome um yeah he is scout iq is a game changer um he said he was going to send me like let one of his leftover boxes with a scanner but like scout iq is brilliant like it literally i would sit there once i figured out like Goodwill down the street is one of my first spots I go. I figured out, you know, I got a kid that I pay um, in the back room that uh, I did that ever since I started flipping normal shit. Um, and every time ink cartridges would come in, he would text me. Nice. Um, so basically, yeah, he put stuff aside and uh, um, I figured out kind of, it's kind of like Salvation Army. I've never had any luck at. It's been garbage, like at least the one here. Yeah. Um, and this, something about this thrift store here, they, people don't spend time there. Like people come, throw shit around, and it buries stuff. But just to, like once I got over the fear of like, I see, I, I was one of the people that read all the comments on your videos. Like that's the first thing I think a lot of people do. And everyone says, you know, like, I'm going to go do it. I'm going to go do it. But then three weeks go by. No one does it. Mm -hmm. And I think, you know, it takes a lot to like, I don't give a damn what people think about me for the most part. You can't embarrass me. Well, it's hard. I don't, I think a lot of people are shot. Like think it's weird when people see them scanning things, you know what I mean? Like at the end of the day, like the, they got to get over the fact people don't care in there what you're doing. Yeah. Um, but I think people have a little bit of like stage fright doing that. 
Right. Um, but yeah, when you're first starting out, it's super weird. But like, dude, a couple months in, you do the weirdest shit. Like, you'll get down on like the bottom floor, like sideways, scanning shit, and you won't even uh, think about it. <laughs> I dropped a like a brand new college musical book, like under a shelf, and I was like, re- they came over, like, you okay? And I'm like, I can almost reach it. And, like, I'm laying down on the floor, covered in dust, and I'm glad I did. Um, but it's uh, you know, like. You, but also by doing that, you realize what else you do. Like, <laughs> I was also, you see a book without a barcode, you're like, I'll come back to it. And I've adapted your method of like stacking them. Um, but I think most people probably skip that. Um, yeah. What do you, what do you, okay, what, what method are you talking about? Cause I think I know what you're talking about. If you, like, if you're going through like and not cherry picking and you get to a book, and there's no barcode to scan. I think it, you know, once they get comfortable scanning, they're probably skipping that at first. Cause I was, yeah. people just so won't admit what it. You're talking about It's like when you scan a book and there's no barcode, take that book off the shelf. I, I put it down face up and then I actually use the Amazon seller app and That's I'll, it. I'll scan the cover and I'll go, I'll blaze through them. So if I'm scanning a whole shelf of, I don't know, nonfiction textbooks, I'll pull all the textbooks that you can't scan the barcodes. I'll stack them all up. And when I'm done, I'm batching the processes together because everything's always faster when you batch it. So I scan everything. That's the first batch. And then the the non-barcodes are the second batched process. And I'll get the Amazon seller app and scan everything through. And I'll just look for like if it's under 3 million rank over 15 bucks that for textbooks that stands out to me and I'll take it. And th- those have actually been my best sellers, like not even just textbooks. Like, yeah, I, at that price rank, I, I haven't changed the scout IQ. Like even Caleb said, just I asked, like trigger wise, do you suggest he said just I use the stock ones. That's what he said. Um, and if that little thing goes off and I mean, some of my highest, you know, they weren't even just textbooks, like random physics, like synopsis of a dude. Um, that's like a $40, $50 book. It's like a $3 million rank or 3 million rank, which I understand now a whole lot better after your one video. Um, But, you know, which I'm curious, you know, I don't want to get off on different subject, but like when you said, you know, if it's a million, it sells once a month. Um, You know, I, it's, it's interesting because I, I, I'm curious about that or how accurate it is not saying you're wrong, but like, well, I don't, the, the thing is sales ranks, not the best metric. You look at sales rank. It's, it's the arbitrary, not arbitrary, but it's a metric that Amazon assigns to the book and it's always changing. So you look at a sales rank for a book right now, as we're shooting this video and ne- the next hour, the next minute, it's going to change mm-hmm. um, a better metrics e score but I'll go back to rank real quick. A rank is literally Amazon's way of saying this is the one thousand, one thousand, one thousand, one thousandth best book. <laughs> this is one thousand book out of all the books on Amazon. This is number one thousand. That book tomorrow could be two thousand. That book the next day, if it sells a lot, it could be number one. It, mm-hmm. It's always changing. With eScore, you get to see okay. If, if the e-score is 100, that means the book has sold 100 times in the last six months. 
okay. so the weird things that happen with sales rank, it's just where sales ranks is pretty good uh, for the most part, like under 3 million, most sales rank. Like if you tell me a million rank book, I'm like, okay, I get what that means. But if you tell me a 4 million rank book, I don't really know what that means. I don't know if that means it sold three times last year or three times in the last 10 years. Uh, it, that there's not really anything set in stone. Um, so with, with sales rank, it can really, things get really weird. Once you get to that high rank range, it could be, there could be a 12 million rank book and let's say someone buys it and then you download the database right after someone bought that book. The sales rank's going to drop to 100,000 when someone buys the book, no matter what. So it's going to drop from 12 million all the way to 100,000 before you went out uh, sourcing that day. If you downloaded the database, now you're going to see that book as a 100,000 sales rank. So that's why it's most books. I think I've, I've heard that all books drop to at least 100,000 when they have a sale initially. And then depending on what the previous rank was, determines how quickly it climbs back up to its old rank. So if it's a 12,000 rank book, what you'll see if you look at keeper graphs is it goes boom down and then it starts to climb back up super fast. But mm -hmm. if it's like a 3 million rank book, it's going to go boom down and climb back up a little bit slower. Uh, so sales ranks weird. That's why e-score when Caleb came up with the e-score for scout IQ, he said he felt like he was cheating because he would go out, he was testing it and he would source and he'd be like, Holy shit. Like this is an 8 million rank book. Nobody's going to accept this book, but I see that it sold once last year and there's only two copies left. So I could sell this book for, you know, if the book's going for like 500 bucks, I could sell for 500 bucks. Everybody else is going to leave that book on the shelf. Is that how we sold that thousand dollar book? That was a book that a lot of people are gated in. Uh, what, what's the name of it? Uh, something margin margin yeah. is the name of that book. But uh, that's that just, that book's historically been high and it sells it sells consistently. I've never, and I never understood what e-score was like, and that's what I'm trying to educate myself more. Like, as far as like, I stopped like now for some reason, it seems like weird sells. Like if something looks weird, it immediately catches my eye. I'm trying not to lose my place, like in, you know, where I'm at. Um, but like, if you just pay attention to detail, you like, you see the same employees, Chances are like one of them on the right, like they come around with their cart and they drop the new ones on the right, the far right bottom, literally not even on the shelf. The other one does it right next to the door on the left. So, you know, I figured out from your, your guys is, I think it was you and Rakin, um, the color tag. I never noticed that before either. Yeah. Um, when they pull the other ones out. So, um, but I, you know, now, I scan like hell, but then also how I got to, you know, I was getting in the beginning, like I had books that are sitting there. Um, I think my inventory is at like two fifties right still. Um, and cause when I saw the hundred book, whatever I was like, yeah, I'm going to show these people a hundred books. Um, and, but, you got to get a hundred damn good, like a hundred books that are going to sell. Like I studied finance. So I know how it works. And uh, so I like kind of toned it back to realize that most people, uh, hopefully they don't get out of this before it starts, but 
it takes, you know, I get hell. I've like literally I have 147,000 unread emails and probably 10,000 of them are, are Amazon saying like, it takes like three weeks for them to unload your stuff. Like it takes time. And the more you build up, obviously the better, but I'd rather send in, you know, I, and I want your opinion on this. If I have three, you know, 800,000 ranked $40 books, should I wait until I get 10 of them or should I send those three in? Because I feel like I'm getting, you know, the price difference isn't that much. And I feel like, I don't know. I feel like something's different there. The price you, difference shipping wise, you know what I mean? Uh, like I feel like I'm wasting price money. Difference is there. You want to, you want to get in the habit of not shipping stuff in until you fill up a box with at least 35 pounds. And this goes back to the batching issue. Like when you're scanning books on the shelf, you want to batch your process to where you scan all the barcode books first and then batch your process to where you scan all the non-barcode books. You want to batch at the end of the week. You want to list all your books. I recommend hiring a lister as soon as possible. Train someone first, figure out how to do it yourself. I have manuals on how to do this that I include in my course. But I mean, come up with a system that works for you and then get someone else to do it. But when it comes to like the issue of, I get what you're saying in like short term, it got Bumble matches coming on here. <laughs> you know what Bumble oh, is? Don't, no. Oh yeah. Hell yeah. Come on, man. <laughs> got banned it's, it's, a while back. I was trying to source books off of Bumble. That's uh, amazing. I got banned for a different reason, but oh, God. Not, not, not in anything weird, but uh, that's awesome. Um, yeah. But imagine being in quarantine. That's all you can do is swipe. But yeah, that's I, where I in time when I, I can I, honestly say not to interrupt. I've only sent like, and I think other people who hear this, like that, that was like the number one of the top questions I wanted to ask you was about that. Cause I know I sent one yeah, what's like, 49 pound box in everything else. Like I'd have 15, 20 books and I'd be so pumped to get to the UPS store. So the, I, the question is, you have three books, 800,000 ranked. They're a price of $40. Do you send them in now? I mean, it just – like if you're quarantined off, and I mean, you can't even send shipments in now. Well, um, yeah. No, well, not so much that. It's more of like when you said until you're 35 pounds, don't send them in. Yeah. Well, was, like the, the shipping I, rates are way cheaper. You get you, when, when you ship 35 pounds on average for me where I lived in Nashville – I was getting 20 cents a pound. That's where all my listers work. We get about 20 cents a pound as long as we hit that 35 pound threshold. If if it goes below 35 pounds, uh, the price per pound starts increasing. We start th- seeing $30 prices, uh, $30 uh, or 30 cent per pound prices. So we keep it at, I say 35. If you, if you guys want to hit 35 pounds and close out the batch, that's fine. But try to get there at least. I used to tell them to get to 30 pounds. But what, what was happening is they were going over 50. And I was like, look, guys, like calm down. Don't go over 45 now. Cause yeah, they charge you, right? Yeah. We got first, they give you like first, they give you a warning. I think they give you a warning like one or two times and they charge you 50 bucks and 75 bucks and it goes up to 175. It's, it's crazy. You, so we, we don't even try to get near 50 pounds anymore. And I, yeah, and I, I noticed that because I'm like, you know, I'd get home and like you see a couple set like I don't know if you were about, you were there when you first started, but like you wake up in the morning and you're and you see a sale and you're like fucking pumped. Your first one, first couple come in and you go and like you find fifteen good ones. Um and I was immediately sending them in and then it hit me, I'm like, wait a minute. It literally cost me it's not that far away. I'm like, I sent a forty nine pound box 
for 868 or something, but I just sent this 12 books for 670 something like I'm literally wasting like and when some books like that are there, you know, you're only making a couple bucks on um, you know, I'm wasting 2 bucks right there on top of not having a printer yet, so I'm wasting 30 cents yeah. on Yeah, that one's tough. Um, but, do you have a regular printer? I got real mad in the Ohio State Michigan game last year, and oh, uh, God. <laughs> the printer had to go. <laughs> I, but yeah, no, what, I uh, the, uh, printer give you trouble before that. Was it just like something you were already pissed at? Fuck the printer. Or when what? I was when I was pacing, it was just right there. Gotcha. So it just yeah. Wow. <laughs> What, you, are you an Ohio State fan or? No, I don't know if you can. Is that? Oh, that's Johnny. That's you and Caleb would be, be really good friends. It's Johnny Football. Um, He's a Michigan I'm, fan too. I didn't know that. Yeah. I just that's know. From originally. Oh, I got you. Uh, no, I'm a big Michigan guy and I just, the printer needed to die. But, uh, but I, uh, you know, but I feel like, eventually people like scout iq was once you know caleb hooked me up with that i i have only live only but like profit bandit i put it at second it's a distant second scout iq is live only is uh just because of certain things right now like wait so you're doing live only right now yeah just because i mean with my mom things like that it can be it, it's tight you know what i mean so it's like and but then even doing live only, like I probably the one night I, I sent him a message and I let me look at it. I scanned um it was a store that I knew that uh well I thought I was gonna come out with gold because my first four books were money. But then eight hundred and ninety seven books later in an hour, I only had six. But with like profit bandit, you I, scanned eight hundred and ninety seven books in an hour? Yeah, I was sweating. Like people were like, "Are you okay?" <laughs> That's impressive, dude. Live mode, no scanner, no scanner. Wow, just flat out this. Um, That's impressive as hell. Um, but the uh, yeah, I'm approaching like, but I've only had it for two weeks and been in quarantine. Five thousand scans already, and that's. But yeah, people were like, you know, I bring, I brought water in, and uh, but the uh, with profit bandit, I, you know, don't even waste your time, people, with any of those trials. I did, um, you know, the the only good thing about Scoutly is that you get a uh, the inventory thing. Um, what you know you- what I mean? As far as like, they give you like a database that when you scan a book, you can like click on it and it'll save it into like kind of like a like a spreadsheet That's, and uh, scott iq has that now <laughs> probably in your fancy list i have not used it because i used to you know i used to travel the country and source and back then what i was doing is i was making my own buy list after i got done scanning i would have all my books in the car i would scan the books into google keep and then i would go I would go into Starbucks, copy and paste the ISBNs into Excel list and list the books on Amazon. Um, but they have a buy list now. I don't know how to use it, but uh, is, is that in your, fan, your fancy that. mode only? 
Uh, there's not fancy mode with Scott IQ. You're like 40, whatever, the non-live mode that has like better perks. I don't, e- I don't even know. The like, $44 a month, that just gives you the database. I don't even know what like these buttons on the bottom above the, on Scout IQ, like the little, I don't even know what they do. I know what the scan button does. Like, I don't know what any of it does. Show, show it to me real quick. That's I don't know. If it, it, it's the, uh, these guys. Like, okay. Like I, I've never like clicked on them. Um, Let's, just because like, if I need to look other stuff up, I know where to go. Um, but like I on Scout IQ's website, like I that's where if you go to because Scout Lee's inventory labs, they're linked together. Um, and that's about the only good thing about that. Let's see here. I'm trying to pull up a screenshot of Scout IQ so I can explain to you what, what some of those things mean. Because you're going to you're going to want to know all that. Let's see if I can just find a generic picture on Google. Hopefully, uh, and, I, and honestly, I people uh, that are listening, hopefully, they go out there and like to to each uh, everyone likes their own thing. But the speed of Scout IQ is unreal. Like I, I hope he's making a fortune and flies us all out to Colorado. And we do a whole bunch of crazy shit because that app is amazing. Yeah. And side note, man, you're just using live mode right now, which is like way slower compared to database mode. You must have pretty good Wi-Fi or pretty good cellular data. If you're scanning 897 books per hour, that's that's really that, that, that's that's good for database mode. But database mode is going to allow you to scan a book and it's going to make a decision instantly Whereas with live mode, it has to talk to Amazon first before it makes a decision. So it's like probably takes about two seconds on average with live mode. And with database mode, it takes a quarter of a second. So that that sounds arbitrary. But after you scan a thousand books, one second turns one second over the course of an hour per book. When you change that to two seconds per book, you scan half as many books in that hour. Or and if you're in the whole hour, if you want to scan all the same books, it's going to take you two hours to scan all the books that it would have taken you an hour to scan. So that's and, a way to look and at. with like Profit Bandit, which I said is second. No, actually, I don't even care if they're listening. Um, they're by far the second best, but that eight hundred ninety-seven would have been four hundred, without a doubt, um, because it would it's like six second delay, but it. Okay, gotcha. yeah, I see that there. All right, so can you see this clear enough to understand? Yeah. Okay, so this bottom right, if you click on that, that'll pull up Amazon.com. So if you ever want to know what the actual offers are, Amazon.com is always going to be your most accurate. Mm-hmm. Amazon's going to obviously have all the data. These third-party apps regardless of Scott IQ, if it's Scoutly, if it's Profit Bandit, they're only going to have access to the lowest 15 offers because that's all Amazon's API. That's a term for some software shit of how much they allow you to see. They only allow you to see the lowest 15 offers. So that's why a lot of times this second column, do you, do you know what these columns mean right here? 
Yeah, I mean, obviously the one new. Uh, I mean, there's FBA yeah, on the right. New and there's used and there's FBA. So a lot of times this FBA column is blank, even though there's like a ton of FBA offers. These third-party apps just can't see those offers. So that's why it's blank a lot of times. The buy box. This is what what the buy box is, which is like the offer that's on the front of the Amazon page, and then. These right here are the lowest used offers. So these are always available because Amazon allows us to see that. Here's the sales rank, e-score, uh, trade-in value, how much is Amazon going to buy it for, and then the profit here. And then this yeah. one here is Book Scouter, the, the stack of books. Mm -hmm. If you click on Book Scouter. I've seen that. Is that the best one of all those ones that will buy, like, you know, if no one else Book wants it? They show you all of them. So it'll show you. Bookscouter is like a website that shows you all the different vendors. So yeah, you I have that app. Choose. Let's let's type in one Fahrenheit four fifty one. Let's see what it's going for. So right now during the quarantine epidemic, what is this? Is a is it one eighty one eighty six? is what textbook recycling is paying. Sell back your book is going to buy it for 69 cents. Sell back your books. Sell back books. Holy shit. Sell back books is a thing. I've never heard of sell back books. I don't know. But sell now back your book. And I've, I've seen that. I've never sent anything to them um, or oh playing on it. But like your sell back, they got competition. That's like, I made restrictedinventory.com and like five other guys popped up out of nowhere. That's funny. Sell back books is, I wonder if, how old they are or if they just came up. Um, um, I, I will, as your, your uh, habitual uh, DMer, I will, <laughs> I'll get that info for you and I'll find out for you. Um, but like, here's my question though. Like as far as, uh, you scan something, it goes beep, you know, you put it in the cart. When you go to list it, are you, if you say buy box price twenty four ninety nine, um, 200,000, whatever ranking, are you just because is you drop price lower, are you better off just listing it at buy box price and letting it sit? Or if someone comes in at twenty one ninety nine, does buy box adjust to that? Uh, so you're listing the book. Buy box is twenty four ninety nine. Yeah, that's and what it. You know, Scout IQ. What's what's the what's the rank of the book? Uh, I mean, we'll say five hundred thousand or something. Okay. You're asking what if the buy box is currently lower right now? Uh, no, I'm saying what if it's higher. Like if someone say you have a book on it's your book that's twenty four ninety nine. Mm -hmm. I decide I see that and I want to list it for twenty one ninety nine. Does that make the buy box twenty one ninety nine? Yes, the buy box is always going to go to the lowest FBA offer. So there's no point in undercutting them that much. If you want to undercut them, just undercut them by a penny. If you undercut so, them by a penny, you're going to get the buy box. You're likely going to set off their repricer. Because like I was saying earlier, a lot of these third-party apps, as far as FBA data goes, they only have access to the buy box as a metric for FBA data. They don't have access to any other FBA offers. 
So the difference between you undercutting them at 24.98 versus staying at 24.99, if you undercut them at 24.98, their repricer is going to see a change and it's going to trigger it. Where and a lot it, of them are set to you come in at 24.99, you're going to share the buy box and you're going to rotate back and forth with them. The other person's repricer is going to have no idea that you're on the listing either and the price of the book's not going to tank. So okay. I recommend always matching buy box. Unless so, you're really desperate to get the sale, but even then, it, it might actually make it worse for you because if you undercut them and their repricers programmed to undercut you, it's going to just cause like a cascade uh, effect. I literally repriced manually right now. Book flipper in the house. He says, "What's up, Ryan? <laughs> What's up, man? How's that? Uh, how's that takeaway?" He's a he's a Michigan State fan too, Caleb. No, 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 no. Not Michigan State. All right, I screwed something up. Not a sports get, guy. Get, get rid of the state. Get rid of the state. <laughs> Michigan man. fan. Man, thank you. I think Caleb's a Michigan State fan. Oh, shit. That might have just tanked everything. I might get out of the book business. Uh-oh. <laughs> you guys are both Michigan something fans, though. So you guys have that in common. Both the teams begin with M. <laughs> um, but as far as, uh, you know, like this shit's driving me crazy. Um you know, but as far as the, uh, it's, I think honestly it's best to like, I need to, and I think people like learning from me, not like saying I'm fucking a genius, but like I'm doing it on in a certain situation that everyone doesn't need to know about, but you do, um, on when things are tight, you know what I mean? And basically building it from, your videos, Reagan's videos, yeah, you know, and with a phone and literally a idea of better yeah. times. And, think- you know, as far as every free trial, you know, I tried them all. Um, Book flipper extended me. I appreciate you. Um, but you know what I mean? Like, it's kind of like, I just literally built it into a thousand dollars with putting nothing but, going and uh i will say this like if money's super tight for you there's so many ways to get free books and inventory and inventory costs can get really pricey because one dollar per book quickly turns into a thousand dollars when you buy a thousand books and that's going to be tomorrow you're going to be buying a ton of books pretty soon so if you can get get free books on facebook marketplace next door craigslist Put an ad out on Craigslist. I have a virtual assistant that makes an ad every single day. Even here in Miami, we, we put ads out. I don't even go sourcing anymore because I'm so busy with getting inventory sent to me with restrictedinventory.com and other business models that I'm pursuing, like with colleges where they pack books up and ship them to me. Um, we still go ahead and we put ads out on Craigslist because who knows? What if someone reaches out to me and they're like, I have 200 textbooks. That's huge. Yeah. No, and that's uh... – it's um it's not and it's almost not like for anyone it's like super typing like that's when they can you know go for those people go on the days where they all have them where it's half off books are 49 cents or whatever um but it's more of the unknown that's you know what i mean like so i'm scared you know i'm being conservative um you know, trust me, there's been hauls that I've wanted to buy that were a thousand bucks that turn into five 
but in the couple months between there, I don't, you know, the unknown in the next couple weeks, you know, it could be a lot different. another big thing, man. You could propose to the thrift store, like you're articulate. So you could say, hey, look, I'll take these books. I'll sell them for you at a 50-50 profit, you know, 50-50 split net profits. And then you make a unique skew for the store, Goodwill, south side of town. That's a skew. And you list 100 books for them. And then starting out, since you don't have enough money to buy, you know, there's $170 tracking spreadsheet I use that like automatically does everything for me. But starting out, you could just go on Seller Central, type in that name of the SKU, see how many sold each month, go write them a check, be like, here's 35 bucks. They're going to trust you more. When they get more inventory, they're going to call you first. Consignment's great. You can do consignment for your friends, family, neighbors, thrift stores, libraries, colleges, students other resellers like there's so so much opportunity out there uh so and it's it for for people without money and even for people like just for me trying to scale it's like it's not it's not super feasible to spend one dollar per book yeah really cheap at the very beginning but as you scale one dollar per book when you start selling thousands of books it's like okay now i'm gonna start spending thousands of dollars that's what happened to me last year i did a thousand dollar challenge each month I was sourcing a thousand books and I was like, Oh, this is great. I, I hit a thousand books the first month. And then I had a $500,000 sales goal. And I was like, that's not going to work because I need to start sourcing like two or 3000 books a month at an ASP of $24, $24 in order to hit my goal. Yeah. And I didn't have that money in my bank account. So I would go out to these thrift stores and I was like, shit, like what am I going to do now? So then I started sourcing. I started look, I actually started doing more consignment deals, liquidation deals, with like networking with the reselling community. I found out about liquidation deals. Now we go to these deals with other resellers that were way ahead of me and we would do consignment. I would do all the work. I'll do everything for you. I don't have any money. I'll do everything for you and I'll give you 60% of the profits. And that's what I was doing for a while. So get creative, man. Yeah. No, and, and don't, I know don't, you have a just do thrift stores. Like do oh, hell no. I, do every yeah. everything. And a lot of times, like the free getting the free books and getting the consignment books, just because you pay for a book doesn't make the book better. It just means you paid for the book. Oh yeah. It, and uh, hell and there's a bunch we all have them laying around where you just they shouldn't you shouldn't pay for it. Um but I know you have uh your eight o'clock thing. Um, I appreciate that. Yeah. But if you have uh, a few minutes after that, shoot me a text. I have a couple things to run by you. Great. Yeah. And I would like to kind of pick your brain a little bit more because I'm going to be offering a seven day challenge for those of you that are listening. And I know I talked to you about this, but um, it's going to be a challenge where first you have to go out you have to source X amount of books. I'll walk you through exactly how to do that with the techniques we just mentioned. It's not rocket science, but the seven day challenge, it's going to be like seven bucks or something, something super cheap. And I'm going to walk you through how to get the books. The next step is going to be, but you, you, it's a challenge. So you can't move on to step two until you've done step one. Step one is you have to get, I don't know. I'm thinking 300 books is the number on my mind, but I might drop it. But you have I to like, get- I like that number because that's what did my thousand dollars. Gotcha. You know, with my set, like I thousand twelve on 56 orders and I still have like 250 in there. That's right around three. So I like that. I like the 300 number. Okay. 
So they hit 300. The next step is I'll walk them through exactly how to ship the books. And we're going to use Accelerist just because like, if you want to scale this, you got to have a listing software. I know people who have been in the business for five years without a listing software. And as soon as I told them about the listing software and really explained it to them, like they switched over, but they were making it work. He was doing 60,000 a month without it. He was doing better than I was at the time. But I was like, look, dude, like you're a fucking idiot. Like you're doing a lot of stuff really good. Um, but he just, he, he had money too. He just didn't want to, he was like, there's some people like this where they, they just don't want to spend a dollar on anything, yeah. even though they have money, they just don't want to, they don't want to throw. And I was like, dude, like Exaros is, is going to save you so much time. And it's not just like Exaros, it's any third party app because seller central sucks listing on there. Um, so that's step number two is list the book. Step number three is reprice the books and, um, yeah, I, I want, I want people to have the experience you did even more so to where they hit like, you know, one, two, $3,000 in sales their first month. And out of that, you're probably pocketing like what? 30%, three, 400, maybe more. Yeah. Roughly, you, yeah. you might be doing more just because like you're doing it very frugally right now. Um, but yeah. as, as you scale that profit margin is going to drop to about 30, 40%. And then as you hire employees, it's going to drop to 10, 20%. Um, so or it just work for you. But, <laughs> hey, let me know, man. I actually do need some help, but I know I saw that, but <laughs> you got, uh, two minutes before you're, uh, yeah, I'm going to contact my team, but I appreciate you, man. Uh, everyone watching this like comment, subscribe. Let's, let's try and mess around a little bit. This video was sponsored by grind hard. Well done, sir. And welcome to the freaking well show. Restrictedinventory.com, baby. <laughs> I was confused as shit for a second. Uh, yeah. Did you hear the music? This music yeah. Uh, sweet. <laughs> um, yeah. So uh, I don't know if you want to. You're, you're not. You're not a social media guy, are you? Uh, yeah. I mean, now I'm Instagram because I check all your shit. That sounds weird, but do you want? Uh, do you want a shout out? Yeah, man. Uh, okay, help. Instagram is how, how you. What's your Instagram handle? I think it's RV Pro Golf. You think it's RV? Side note: I was showing this on the show last night. Uh, go to your Discover page, and it go to anyone's Discover page, and you can see their true colors. You can see what kind of human being they are. Oh, gee. right there. That's the type of human being I am. Bachata music. <laughs> She's fucking gorgeous and uh, booty. That's what's going this on right now. I gotta hop on this call though, but let's give you a shout out real quick. It's R. What is it? R. Uh, B is in RB RB. It's RB Pro Golf. RB yes. Pro Golf. So right there, and uh, yeah, he's, he's legit. And I only see it going uphill from here, man, because I see I see Gary V on your page. So oh yeah, that, wait, hold that back. Oh yeah, that says professional golfer Mill Thunder on my page. Uh oh. <laughs> 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 all right brother i'm gonna hop on my skype call with my team but i appreciate uh, you man you too man i'll do it again uh, soon I'll, I'll call you after my uh team call sounds good all right brother peace out violated hell codes dope sales like the charge do but selling's all about potential and money speaks and i'm the man